0: Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm in a giggly mood today, up front. Out loud and proud, I'm laughing, because we've had a lot of rain here in Southern California. And Matt and I, we live, like, our apartment butts up against the building pool. So if you, like, open our back door, the pool is right out there. And so because of all the rain, they've had to do some maintenance on the pool. And there's been, like, this pool guy that's out there all the time. And so we're constantly having to like shut the door because the pool guy is like right outside there, and so I was, I was messing with Matt. He was like looking outside and and going to shut the door. And while he was like right at the door, the pool guy was like a couple of feet away, and Matt was going to close the door. And I go real loud. I was like, "Matt, why do you keep checking out the pool guy?" <laughs> and then, and then Matt, he got so mad at me. <laughs> I was like, stop checking him out. What do you want to suck his dick? <laughs> I know it's inappropriate, but I did it anyway. And Matt looked at me horrified. And the pool guy looked out the window. And at Matt. <laughs> what, what do you want to suck his dick? <laughs> and Matt, Matt was so mad at me. But you guys, it was worth it because I got the best laugh of all time. I was just like, Matt, why you keep looking at the pool why you keep checking out the pool guy? What do you want to suck his dick? <laughs> the poor pool guy. I mean, I didn't <laughs> I didn't mean to make the pool guy uncomfortable. That was not my intention. I just was trying to make Matt uncomfortable and look, I needed a good laugh. I told you guys last week I was in a mexicoma and so you know I'm doing anything I can to look for the serotonin, the endorphins to flow, like anything I can do to get the endorphins flowing, I'm doing. Anyway, and it's been hard with all the rain. You know, rain makes you naturally a little bit uh, sad, right? I do like the rain. We don't get a whole lot of rain here, and I do like the rain. But, I mean, I think I need sunshine. I'm good with sunshine. Anyway, so I'm searching for endorphins, and that leads me to this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules. Shall we get to it? Shall we? (laughs) Shall we? (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. Before I get into the episode, I do want to say, did you guys see that stuff about Nini leaks? talking about Lisa Vanderpump, NeNe was being interviewed by Jenny McCarthy, our nation's healthologist. <laughs> I love how anyone thinks that they should take health advice from Jenny McCarthy, by the way. P.S. <laughs> NeNe Leaks stopped by Jenny McCarthy's show. And Jenny McCarthy's, of course, a world-renowned author and uh, health professional. <laughs> She's not really. But I do always laugh when I think about Jenny McCarthy because there was all that controversy about her being an anti-vaxxer, you know? And I always just thought, like, who's listening to Jenny McCarthy? Give health advice. (laughs) Like, if I have to listen to a doctor or Jenny McCarthy, like, why would I listen to Jenny McCarthy? You know. But I'm not hating on Jenny McCarthy. I read all of her books. I read every last one. She's like one of those authors that Somehow, all of her books end up on my Kindle, and then I'll be on vacation and I'll just run through all of them. Like I have read all of her books, and I do not like her. <laughs> I do not care for her that much, but I did read all. I have read all of her books. I'm just saying I don't know why people take health advice from Jenny McCarthy, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, Jenny McCarthy was on her program, and or, or NeNe Leaks was on her program, and Nini sat down with Jenny, and they were not talking about health stuff. They were talking about how Nene originally was going to buy the location or the building where Pump is now. So Vanderpump opened Pump a few years ago. And apparently, allegedly, that was when Nene was living in LA. Do you remember when she was doing Glee and the New Normal? And shockingly, the New Normal did not get picked up, but Nene was living here. (laughs) Nene was living here during her brief time on that sitcom. And remember, she was doing Double Duty on Glee and the New Normal she was not doing great on either. (laughs) Her acting was not great on either. But that said, I've watched every episode of Glee, and I did watch The New Normal. That's not the point. The point is, Nini was living in LA. And apparently at the time, she was looking to open a gay bar in West Hollywood. And she had seen this location. It's on the corner of Santa Monica. And I think that's, I don't know if that's Robertson or, or it's right over there. But Nini had seen this location, and she called up Lisa Vanderpump, apparently, and said, hey, I'm looking into this location. I think this is a great spot. She's like, I want to open up a gay bar. What do you think? And then Nini told Jenny McCarthy, she said, Lisa Vanderpump said, that's a horrible location. They want outrageous amount for that building, blah, 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 blah. So Nene did not open that gay bar in West Hollywood. And instead, Lisa Vanderpump opened pump and Nini said in this interview she said I've never talked about it before but Lisa did some shady shit. Now here's the thing. You all know I'm not a huge Lisa Vanderpump fan, but I did sort of think like, well, why would Lisa Vanderpump tell you that that was a good spot like, like Lisa Vanderpump owns a bunch of places over there. Like why would she she wants that location? Like why would she let you have that one? <laughs> and also, I think it's bizarre in general that Nini wanted to open up a gay bar here in Los Angeles. It's like now The new normal got canceled, so she's back in Atlanta. But I just feel like wouldn't it have been smarter to open up a gay bar over in Atlanta? I don't know. NeNe's gay bar on the corner might have been a little bit of a mess. I would have certainly gone to it. But I don't really fault Lisa Vanderpump for being like, oh, that's a bad location, or oh, they want a lot of money for that, and trying to steer Nini away from that location. I'm not saying Vanderpump's not shady, because I, you guys have heard me say it on here. I think Vanderpump does a lot of shady stuff, and I think it's all going to eventually come out, and, you know, we'll all see the truth, like Shannon Bador says. And had it with her! You guys will all see the truth! We'll all see the, stop the, the truth! Stop it! Stop it! Stop! No! But the point is, Vanderpump... I don't think she did anything wrong in this case, and I'm not sure that a Nini's Nini's gay bar would have been that great over there. I don't know. Maybe it would. Maybe I'm wrong. I do love Nini, you guys. I love her. I wish Nini would stop by this program. I'm not a doctor like Jenny McCarthy, but I'd love it if Nini came on. <laughs> I haven't been <laughs> I haven't been able to talk much about Atlanta on the show, but I'd love to have Nini come on by. I've tried to get a lot of those Atlanta girls, and they're not very responsive to my requests, but. You know, if they're doing Jenny McCarthy's program, let's get them over here. I don't know a lot about vaccines, but I do know that you should go to listen to a health professional, maybe instead of Jenny McCarthy. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that. I, I don't want to get into this anti-vaccine thing, like because I don't have kids, so I don't know the deets. My only point is that maybe talk to a doctor. I don't know, but who knows? Maybe, maybe Jenny McCarthy has some sort of PhD or certification that I don't know about. You know. I don't know at all. Maybe Bethany knows it all. Danny doesn't know it all. Danny doesn't know it all. Speaking of Bethany, I'm going to get to this episode in a second. Sorry I'm rambling, but I have to tell this one other story. I told you guys my mom doesn't normally listen to the show, but then occasionally, like, I don't know if she'll like go back and listen to it, or if like other people tell her about an episode or something. Anyway, recently, it had come to my attention that my mom had been listening to an old episode, and I don't think that I'm vulgar until people tell me things that I say on this show. And my mom said she heard me say that Bethany, that I was proud of Bethany for getting some young dick because she started dating a younger man. (laughs) And I don't remember saying that. And my mom confronted me about it. She said, you said something about Bethany getting good young dick. And I was like, well, shoe fits. She's like, did you say that? And I was like, well, it sounds like something I might have said, but I don't mean to be vulgar. It just happens. I think of myself as a nice, clean-cut young man. And then, every once in a while, do I talk about one of these housewives getting some good dick? Maybe. Anyway, we gotta... <laughs> we gotta get to this episode of Vanderpump Rules. Yes, I'm telling you, I'm giggly today. I am. It is what it is. Were you trying to suck his dick, Matt? <laughs> uh, excuse my French. Anyway, this episode of Vanderpump Rules, I like how... You know how they open these episodes with the previously on Vanderpump Rules? So we got the previously on Vanderpump Rules. It was Lala talking to Raquel at the skating party. She said, Raquel, I'm sorry I called you a twat. You're welcome. And right away, I'm on board. It's like, that's the clip I needed to see to get all my juices flowing so that I'm ready and willing to take on this episode. Do you know what I mean? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. So I thought this week's episode was a bit of a tease. It was all about the opening of TomTom, Tom, but it wasn't the actual opening. It was like this Daily Mail party, and they didn't even have everything ready. It was like the nothing was working, and I felt like the big reveal of the restaurant was underwhelming because it wasn't the official reveal. It was like the Daily Mail reveal. Anyway, we open with construction on TomTom, Tom. and again, it's this Daily Mail party that they were contracted to do. And then they weren't quite ready to open. They thought they'd be open by now, but they weren't. And Tom Tom doesn't have water, gas, electric. There literally was a shot of them doing construction, where Jiggy just looked dead on one of the tables. Like the bar is not ready to be opened. Like I know that they have to do this party, but it just seems like maybe they should have waited or something. I don't know. Gotten out of it, they could have thrown it at pump. Maybe I don't know. Moved it backwards. I'm not sure. But the whole episode, they're all trying to get ready for it. Tom and Ariana are driving. Tom said he needs ice garnishes. He needs to get the step and repeat. He needs the uniforms. He's just going round and round about all the things he needs in this car with Ariana. And Ariana said that Tom is like a toddler that needs to <laughs> like wear himself out, and then she'll pick up the pieces when he's tuckered out. And she said something in the car. I don't know if it was in the confessional or in the car. She said, if it's not ready, we'll just set the place on fire. Now, this was a red flag for me, because we do know There's been a lot of fire situations in the Sir universe. (laughs) So do you guys remember when there was like a fire at Sir? And then there's all these rumors online, which, look, I'm not saying they're true or not. I'm just saying these are rumors that are online. (laughs) There's rumors that some of these restaurants go up in flames so that they could get the insurance money. I'm just saying, I didn't write that rumor. I'm not the rumor mill. I'm just spreading the word. And so when I heard Ariana said that, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, Let's not set this place on fire, because people need to go there. So then we cut to James and Raquel. James is writing Randall a letter of apology. And they show us a flashback of James calling Randall fat and being really awful to Randall. And so James is writing this apology letter, and Raquel's not having it. She confronted James about this apology letter. And her vo- her voice was shaky. Did you guys hear it when she was like trying to tell James like she didn't want him to write the letter? She's like, you're going to hang out with Lala, and then what am I going to do? Hang with Graham? <laughs> I don't know if that sounded like Lala, but that's, or like Raquel, but that's my Raquel. <laughs> you're going to go hang out with Lala, and then what am I going to do? Hang out with the dog? <laughs> so that was Raquel. She was very upset that James was writing the note to Randall. And then, you know what? James agreed with her. He took her side and was like, okay, I'm going to rip up this letter and I'm not going to send it. And I was buying this scene for a while. I bought that. I bought it. I was like, okay, you know, Raquel convinced him. And then James ripped up the letter. But then it switched so quickly where it was like, then, you know, Schwartz came over and Raquel said she was going to go to the next girls night in and then James got pissed and he cried. The tears felt real, but it was... What came after that, which it was just the switch of it. It was like the scene was about James writing an apology letter to Randall and Raquel getting mad. And then it's it flipped so quickly where it was like Raquel's going out with the girls that James hates. And that just to me felt scripted. It felt like this is bullshit. I feel like this was all scripted. I don't know. But I don't think his tears were scripted. Like James was crying. He said, that was my fucking life. He says about see you next Tuesday. And I don't know. Short said he's not a phenomenal drinker, and I agree with that. But something about this scene felt really weird to me. This whole season, there's been a lot of a bunch of scenes that feel set up to me, or feel staged or scripted or something. And I never normally say that about Vanderpump Rules. You know, every season up until this point, I've always felt it feels very realistic, natural. But this season, I feel like we're getting a lot of stuff that's like, oh, like what's happening? And some of it really works. Like, some of like the Sheena Bachelor stuff I fucking loved, I thought it was so funny. But a lot of it just feels like, ugh. Like remember last week, there was that Peter with Vanderpump doing the blowjob shot? It was like, that felt so weird to me. And then this episode, too, later on, we had Kristen eating pasta in bed with the dogs. And I actually thought that was hilarious. But that also felt weird. It was like, why the fuck are they filming her there if nothing's happening? <laughs> like, like, I feel like they would have gotten out of there, but they... They like. I feel like the producers or camera people were like, hey, get in bed with some pasta. You know, you wouldn't have to tell me twice if I was acting on this show. Anyway, then we see Lala and Sheena meet, and Sheena is flirting with Barista. She says, you have pretty eyes. Do you double as a cabana boy? And this feels gross and scripted to me. It was like, I feel like Sheena thought, oh, I'm going to go in this season and be flirtatious with everyone. We saw it in the season opener when she was flirting with those people at the table when she was working. We've just seen it time and time again, and I feel like she purposely went in this season being like, I'm going to be like Samantha Jones. And it's like, no one wants to see that. <laughs> like, it's funny, in a way, if you're looking at it from like an inception kind of way, where it's like you're taking a step back and thinking about how ridiculous it is. And in that way, I enjoy it. But if I'm just watching the show and not you know, overthinking it, then I'm like, what is going on? And she talks about fucking Adam all the time. She's like, I just want to hang and bang. It's like she literally is being Samantha Jones. And it's like the worst version of Samantha Jones. (laughs) It's like like Kim Cattrall didn't want the role. So Sheena stepped up and raised her hand and was like, I'll take it. And it's like, no one casted you. (laughs) I would have liked any of the other girls to play the role of Samantha Jones on Vanderpump Rules. Any last one of them. I don't care if it's, you know, Ariana, Lala, Billy Lee, Lisa, Diana, uh, anyone else, anyone else. Get someone, get Laura Lee back in here. Bring Laura Lee back. I'd like to see her play the Samantha Jones of the show. You know, Vail. Whatever happened to Vale? Bring Vail back in. She was an actress. She could play that role. Anyway, Lala. She starts off telling about this trip that she wants to do to Utah, because she said all the girls were so sweet to her. Oh, no, all the girls came to Utah to visit her after her dad died, so she said she wants to fly him on the PJ, on the private jet. And she had all these different words for private jet. She's like, the PJ, the Peach, the Peter Jennings. I don't know. (laughs) What the fuck am I saying? Peter Jennings? (laughs) She didn't say that. I said that. But she should start calling it the Peter Jennings. (laughs) Peter, let's all, hey, girls, let's all get on the Peter Jennings. And <laughs> she's, I want to invite all the Hey, Randall, can you order me the Peter Jennings? I want to take all the girls to Utah. But <laughs> they're all going to Solving. They're going to take the Peter Jennings to Solving. And Lala then tells Sheena that the other girls think that Sheena's annoying. And then there's a f- literal flashback to Sheena being annoying. And everyone was making faces at her. like. <laughs> They showed, which it must be horrifying to watch the show as Sheena because it's like literally, like I've said last week, the editors and makers of the show are trolling her and making her look annoying. And they're literally <laughs> just making fun of her to her face. And I don't think she un- sees it. Maybe she doesn't get it. I don't know. But they're being so mean to her. And they literally do a flashback of Sheena being annoying. And all the girls laughing at her and, like, making faces at her. Like, even Brittany, who's, like, the nicest one on the show. Britney, who's, you know, on on the brim of freaking ant. <laughs> Brittany's on the brim of freaking ant. And even she was, like, looking at Sheena with, like, a disgust face when Sheena was telling that story about hanging the fucking TV in seven minutes. And then I felt bad for Sheena because Sheena tried. Or she cried. And then she said, I shouldn't try so hard. And Lala was like, you're right. You shouldn't try so hard. And It made me sad. One of these seasons, I'm not sure when it's going to be, but sometime in the future, because these people on these shows are cyclical, and they usually have a season of looking bad, and then they end up looking good. One of these seasons, Sheena's going to look good. I promise. I don't know when it's going to be. It's been like seven seasons of Sheena looking annoying. (laughs) But one of these seasons, she's going to get a good edit. I feel like that's going to happen. That has to happen, right? Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Anyway, then we see the girls' night in, which I didn't know this was going to be a weekly occurrence, and I don't think it was. I feel like they filmed it twice for this show, and then it was it. But everyone's working, it's Jax's birthday, Schwartz tells Katie and Stassi what James said at his house. I just feel like there's this weird division between James and Raquel and then the rest of the cast, and they either need to all get over it, or somebody needs to leave the show, because it can't be like this forever. I need these people to, like, interact more. and. I can't have it where like some of the girls are like, we're not talking to James, we're not filming with them. If that's how they're gonna be, then we need to get James out of there or the girls out of there. Like this can't be another we can't have another season next season where it's like people aren't gonna be around James. Because that doesn't work for an ensemble cast. That's my opinion. So Oh my god, you guys. Did you guys see Lisa gave Tom and Tom their contracts or their term sheets? I was on the edge of my fucking seat. I want to see it. I wanted to see what was in that manila envelope. And I need to know what was on the terms sheet. Somebody needs to leak it online. Like, give me a photocopy of it. Because Lisa said she wanted to do a handshake deal. She wanted no contracts. Show me what's in that fucking envelope. Do you think it was just, like, dust? Like, glitter came out of it or something? Like, what if it was no terms? She just thought she should hand them on that on camera. Like something's going on here. I told you this before. Something's up with this, the contracts and all of it there. I don't trust it. And I don't, I need to know exactly what's going on. I want to know the exact finances. Like I want the tax returns. I need public records of all of this stuff because what's going on? Lisa said it's about trust. Someone doesn't, someone here, I'm not sure who, it, I'm not saying it's Lisa, but someone in this whole thing. Doesn't want us to know about the finances or want us to know like what type of partners there. I know they only own like 5% Tom and Tom, I think, but do you think they're getting any money from this? Or if they're just like getting bamboozled? I don't know. I feel like it's bamboozlement and I need the answers. Someone has to have access to those contracts that can link up online, you know, put them on radar, radar online, you know, or what's some of those other ones like com or and one of those. It's all about the tea. You know, one of those sites needs to get a hold of these term sheets, because I need to see them. So then Lala invited all the girls to this place called Solvang. And now, I had never heard of Solvang, and I thought, I assumed it was just going to be somewhere very far away. That's what I thought. Because I was like, I live in California, I've never heard of it, but it must be somewhere on the other side of the country, because they're taking the private jet. Well, then it's revealed that it's only a two-hour drive. So they're literally taking this private jet to drive two hours. And to me, that's like past the point of flexing. And that's just irresponsible behavior because that's not good for the environment to literally charter a private jet to go 20 minutes on the private jet. Like, I know you want to save some time, but like hop in the car and drive two hours. It's basically like going to visit Sheena and Marina. Like it's the same distance. (laughs) I don't think that we need to be chartering, you know, a Peter Jennings. To go to solving, that's just two hours of driving away. Seems very irresponsible. And look, we need to be better about the environment. We do. So what else? Then we see Tom and Tom are getting Tom Tom ready. They're pre-making the drinks in those big, like, big measuring cups. They're like giant ones that they're pouring in. Then we see Jackson and Brittany go to lobster place, and this really touched me. So. Jack said he said, "The next two B days are going to be good ones. He said last this is my last year of my thirties, and then I'm forty, and that made me so sad. I don't know what it was if I was like facing my own mortality. I'm much younger than Jack's, but something about the way he said that really bummed me out. I think it might have been like the fact that I'm watching a forty year old on t v kind of be messy. I don't know something about Jack's saying that he's forty like really irks me out and like creeps me out makes me uncomfortable. Like, I want to watch these shows for fun. And, like, pulling back the curtain and knowing he's going to be 40 next season, like, really makes me, like, my skin crawl a little bit. And I'm not saying that 40's old, by no means. I'm just saying, because we think of this show as watching people be messy, seeing someone who's 40 be messy is very uncomfortable to me. So, I think, I just wish they wouldn't have told us this age. Like, the producers shouldn't have said that. Like, they should have just cut that out. We all know it. It's like that secret that we all know that we don't want to talk about. Like, we all knew Jax was like 40, but we don't need to talk about it on air. Like, let's just edit it out from future episodes, because none of us want to feel that way. I don't think it's inspirational or aspirational. It's just very uncomfortable. So then (laughs) there was like a weird stage moment where Brittany was like, we should bring our beer cheese here. And I'm already on the brim of freaking out. Obviously, like, the beer cheese is going to be at this restaurant next season or next episode. I'm not sure. But Mama's going to be there with her beer cheese. And that was clear. Then Jax took a phone call from his sister, Jenny. And I didn't know who Jenny is. Like, who is she? Get Jenny on TV. Have we seen Jenny before? I tried to Rolodex in my head. I couldn't remember if we've seen Jenny. Maybe we have. But I'd like more of Jenny. And now here's the point where I felt bad for Jax. I cried. Jax cried because his dad didn't call, because his dad passed away. And he said normally his dad would call. He would talk to his dad in the morning. Then he said, he's not speaking with his mom. And he said normally his mom calls and tells the story of his birth every birthday. And you guys, I was, had already been crying. And then that got me into like an ugly cry where I was like shaking in the fetal position. Listening to Jacks talk about how his mom's not calling to tell the birth story. I've said it before, and I said it. I'll say it again. Moms are the most important people in the entire universe, and I love my mom, Linda Pellegrino, so so much. But uh, it broke my heart hearing Jack say that. And then uh, apparently, like Jack's is mad because he feels the mom didn't deal with the cancer properly. Ugh! It just breaks my fucking heart. And that it was such a relatable thing. Jack said the mom usually calls and says, "I remember when I was driving to the doctor here at this time, you know, thirty nine years ago," and blah blah blah. It really made me feel for Jax. And I don't always want to feel for Jax, but there I was, like, balled up crying, like, get me the Kleenex. Ooh. Anyway, back at TomTom, they're all getting ready. Tom Sandoval is, like, you know, getting real frantic. He didn't know the address. So I thought that's maybe something he should have learned at, you know, some point in the investment process of owning this bar with his name on it. <laughs> it's about to open, and he didn't know the address. I was like, this is something's going on here. I mentioned the terms sheets. Like, we need to know was the address not on those terms sheets? I feel like he should know the address. What's going on? And Schwartz was cleaning the toilet. I don't know. Good for Schwartz. That was great. But we, I don't know. I need the terms. I need a photocopy. And then this was really funny. So it was like, not everyone is invited to this Daily Mail party, but then like everyone was invited (laughs) except except for Kristen. So Lisa Vanderpump walked in. She's like, okay, this is a private party. You know, we're not even officially open yet. We can't have everyone here. We need to limit it. And then Tom and Tom are like, well, our girlfriends are coming. And then, you know, we told Jax it's his birthday, so him and Brittany are coming. And then, you know, Stassi's coming with, you know, she's going to be here. And Lala's working the door, and Sheena's going to be working in the back. So it was literally like the whole fucking cast was there. And then Lisa was like, well, that's fine, but no Kristen, because there's not enough space. <laughs> I was like... Vanderpump was fine with every cast member except for Kristen. And uh, you know what I thought at this point? Do you remember before the season aired, like when they were filming and there were those reports that Kristen was fired or that she was downgraded to a friend of, it was reported, I think by Radar Online. Now there are all these rumors that Vanderpump leaks stories to Radar Online. And in the upcoming season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, that's like the storyline is that they allegedly find out that, Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, that Vanderpump, you know, had sold stories about the dog to TMZ or Radar Online or whatever. So I was thinking, like, did LVP leak the story about Kristen being downgraded in hopes that it would make her downgraded? You know what I mean? I feel like she did. Anyway, then we see everyone getting ready for the Daily Mail party. Stassi's getting ready and Beau steaming her dress. I thought it was so cute. We saw Katie's dog, which the dog was really cute. Then we see Kristen getting ready, and I was already LOLing. I was (laughs) laughing so hard because the camera crew literally went to Kristen's house to film her getting uninvited to this party. So let's all back up here. The film crew knew that Vanderpump said that Kristen's not invited to this Daily Mail party. So everyone involved in this production, the cast and crew, knew that Kristen wasn't allowed. Yet still, they scheduled a call time with Kristen to film at her apartment with her boyfriend, Carter so that they could get on camera her reaction to getting uninvited. That is so fucking petty, and I loved it so much. <laughs> I, loved it. I loved it so much. They literally got her on camera getting uninvited. And look, I don't want my Kristen to get uninvited to anything. I love her, but I loved watching this scene. It was so fucking funny. They literally did a close-up of her reading her phone. <laughs> and then she started crying And then we see that everyone is divided except for her. She says, I bought them flowers. Like, I never buy straight guys flowers. And then she says, you know, I've changed. Then there was a montage of Kristen telling Diana to suck a dick. You know, it was a flashback of Kristen that was right before she got officially fired. And then Kristen tells us in her confessional, she says, I'm not that person anymore. That was forever ago. I'm not like that anymore. You know, like, I don't know what I'll have to do to get in the good graces of Annerpump. And then the editors troll Kristen even more, and they put up a little thing on the screen that says 10 months ago, and they flash back to Kristen throwing a drink. <laughs> 10 months ago. she Kristen said, I'm not like that anymore. And then the editor's was like, yeah, right, you were 10 months ago. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And then James shows up to this TomTom because he's going to be DJing it. And then it's revealed that he has to use his like Bluetooth iPad connection in the fucking closet while he sits on toilet paper. It is the jinkiest situation we've ever seen. Peter put him in the closet. Even Peter's invited to this Tom Tom party. Peter's there. He's like, James, you gotta, you know, sit on this box of toilet paper and DJ. No one's gonna be able to see you. No one will be able to hear your voice. You're literally using a Bluetooth connection. And you're the DJ. It's was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> then we see Tom and Tom getting ready. And they did this funny, like, cute, little meditation thing where they touched heads and they were like, ohm, they were doing ohms, but then they said they were like with the T in front of them because they were Toms. Tom revealed that he had a spicy dick because he touched jalapenos and then touched his dick, which I don't know if anyone's ever done that before, but it's very dangerous. Always use gloves when you're working with jalapenos. I haven't been in the service industry for 10 years, but even I know that. So Tom, you know, I know he's been doing, <laughs> I know he's been in the service industry forever, so I just wish he would have known to wear gloves. Anyway, then let's see. So this was, this is what's weird, you guys. So Sandoval thanks all the workers right before they open up for the Staley mail party. Sandoval's like, I want to thank you guys. But then I'm like, it's, I don't know. Like, it's very confusing because like, is this his place or is this not his place? You know, I don't know. I'm confused. Is it just 5%? But it's like, why are we on camera saying who? And then who is Vanderpump own like 95% or does she? She share with, like, Guillermo or someone. All of it's confusing to me. Then the Daily Mail, people shows up. Brittany enters. She's like, "I I got chill bumps. She said, I got chill bumps, which is so cute. I'm already on the brim of freaking out. And then Katie says, this is going to be our max, our peach pit, our central perk. And that made me sad. And I don't know why, you guys. I'm not sure. And maybe it's my, you know, I told you guys my mood has been shifty lately. Maybe that's what it was. Something about Katie saying that that was their central perk really made me upset. I don't know what it is. Something hit me like a wave of sadness came over me, and I just wanted to crawl under my covers. Because I thought, really, I don't know. I don't know. Not sure what that is. I gotta talk to my therapist about it this week. You know, it's on my list. <laughs> gotta bring it up because I don't know why. Well, hopefully, we'll find out. Maybe my my therapist will have some insights. We'll see. And then, um, so Lisa was there. You guys, I. I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Lisa, although I did stick up for Lisa earlier in the episode. But I just want to say that her new teeth are very um her new teeth that she got in the off season, they're just a little bit aggressive. They're very white, and I'm sure I'll get used to them, but still every time I see her with the new teeth. And same with Kyle too, and a lot of these with someone on Married to Medicine got the new teeth, a lot of people are getting these new veneers, and every time I see them, I get a little taken aback. You know, I just watched that movie. Velvet Buzzsaw. It's like a new Netflix movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's about like all this scary art that like the art kind of like comes out of the screen and kills these people, you know? And I kind of feel like every time I'm looking at like one of these Bravo Liberties with the new veneers, like I feel like they're going to crawl through the screen, like the girl from The Ring, and like somehow kill me or something. Like I'm very unsettled by the new teeth. The veneers scare me. And I don't know. I think that. Vanderpump's gonna come through the screen and just eat me with those new teeth. Those chompers are gonna get me. You know, I need to have one of the. I need to have a Peter Jennings waiting by my apartment so I can fly away in case Lisa's new veneers come after me. (laughs) They're just very aggressive. So then James is DJing upstairs. Lisa Vanderpump and Ken go to the back and they greet the cast in the back of this Tom Tom's. And there was definitely room for Kristen in the back. There was plenty of space back there, you guys. It didn't look too full. (laughs) And James Meanwhile is DJing, and there's literally, like, a fan on him, and he's sitting on toilet paper. So then Lisa goes up to Jax, and she starts asking about it. She says, happy birthday, and then Jax said he's excited to be almost 40, and Lisa asks if the mother said something today. I don't know, that felt gross to me that Lisa was asking. I know she she was being nice. I don't know, maybe my mood was off during this episode or something, because a lot of it really bummed me out. Did it bum you guys out? I'm curious. I don't know. It bummed me out. Something about a lot of these scenes bummed me out. We also saw a flashback to Jax when he was with his mom talking to Pump, and that was when he had one of his nose jobs, and he had the bandages on his nose. And look, I want to say that I'm all for everyone getting all the plastic surgery they want. I think if you want to get it, you could afford it. You want to do it, do it. Okay, this is no shade towards that. My thing is... Is it just me or did he get like a lot of nose jobs and they all look the same? Like he looks great and he looked great before the nose job. I'm just saying I don't notice much of a difference, but maybe, you know, maybe it's better, you know, sniffing or what what am I trying to say? What maybe has better scent, you know, maybe that's what it was. You deviated septum, maybe he smells better. It just seemed to me like he got a lot of nose jobs and they all look the same. Great. Again, they look great. Jax has never looked better. He's starting to lose weight. Did you guys see he was in men's health or one of those men's fitness or something? And he had his top off and he looked great. So he got in really good shape. Let's see. But his nose, I don't know what's... I'd like to see a side... I need to look for a side-by-side. That's what I need to do. You guys ever do that? Go on Google and you just look up like Zach Efron nose job. And then, you know, suddenly you start looking up every celebrity's nose job because most of them have gotten them. You guys like Google, you know, Scarlett Johansson nose job or anything. And again, God, God love it. Get them. I think everyone should get them. God love it. So then we see Tom Tom. Uh, Tom uh, Sandoval says they ran out of aquafaba, or Tom Schwartz said this. And I was confused. Apparently it's like the canned juice. That really grossed me out. That bummed me out. You know, here's, a, I can make a list of things this episode that bummed me out. It was like they were serving canned juice. It was like, I don't know what was, what was that for? Like it was for a special drink. It was like the juice from some canned foods. That was weird. Wasn't it? They call it aquafaba. Maybe that's a delicacy that I don't know about. Then they showed Lance Bass at the step and repeat that bummed me out. Not sure why it just bummed me out. It was like, that's the biggest slip there was Lance Bass. I thought, I don't know. I feel like uh, Bravo housewives shows us Lance Bass in every goddamn show. He's on uh, fucking Beverly Hills Housewives, Million Dollar Listing, uh, Vanderpump Rules, Mil- uh, What's flipping Out. We see Lance Bass popping up everywhere, and they always do a close-up of him. As if we're supposed to look at him and be like, wow, it's Jennifer Lawrence. It's like, what has Lance Bass done <laughs> in so long? He was in NSYNC 45 years ago. Like, why are they always doing a close-up in a Chiron of Lance Bass? As if we're supposed to look at him and be like, oh my god, he's there? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't, you know churn out some hits when he was in NSYNC, but that's been a few years. I don't think he's done, you know, anything really of note that we should be showing close-ups of him with a Chiron that says Lance Bass on every fucking Bravo show on the network. Every single show, it's like, oh, wow, Lance Bass showed up. Like, we're all supposed to be at home like, no shit. <laughs> wow, Lance fucking Bass. <laughs> no shade to Lance Bass, I like Lance Bass, I'm just saying. It's weird to me that Bravo's trying to convince us that he's some A-lister, like we're looking at Emma fucking Stone. <laughs> we are not looking at, what's her name, uh, Halsey. I don't know, it's Lance Bass. A good for You know, Justin Timberlake, well, I'd be like, great, show us. I don't need a close-up of Lance Bass. Anyway, then we see Lisa uh, Vanderpump is drunk. Drunk Lisa is so fun, you guys, she was so cute. Schwartz was kissing her ass, and she just looks so smiley. I loved it. I think we need more Vanderpump drunk. She just seems looser and more fun. Anyway, then, you know, everyone's coming in, and they're all so impressed with this bar, and rightfully so. It's like they have a place to hang out, and they're excited for their friends, and I'm sure they get all the free drinks they want there, but, you know, Lala says they have their names on the bar, uh, bar in West Hollywood, and Stasi's so impressed, and it was really cute, and then they cut to Kristen in her bedroom, crying in bed. Eating pasta and I laughed so fucking hard, you guys. She was literally talking to her dogs, which we've all been there before. Who among us hasn't eaten pasta in bed while talking to our animals? You know, it tail as old as time. But it was just so funny that the camera people were like in her bedroom, like Carter was in the living room, and the camera people and Kristen were in the bedroom, just filming Kristen eating in the bed. At what point do you think Kristen was like, okay, you guys can go? <laughs> I think you got enough footage of me crying in bed and eating pasta and talking to my dogs. Okay, she wasn't even talking to her boyfriend. Loved it. So Jax then goes and visits James in that closet where he was with the fan and the toilet paper. And look, I said it last week, and I think this is a good term for it. So we talked about the Sex in the City movie when Carrie was in her Mexicoma. And we've all been there, just in a funk. Sometimes it's depression. Sometimes it's just a little moment, a funk. In this episode, Jax was in a funk because it was his birthday, his dad, first birthday without his dad not talking to his mom. So I think Jax, this whole episode was out of in his own Mexicoma. Now, remember in Sex in the City when Carrie finally laughed and got out of her Mexicoma? Well, I think Jax seeing James in this little closet got Jax out of his Mexicoma. That got Jax out of his Mexicoma. All of a sudden he loved James. He was like, James, let me get you a drink. How's it going? It was like they were besties. It was like all it took was Jax seeing James knock down a few pegs and Jax was like, I'm out of my Mexicoma. Then we see everyone's kind of drunk. Katie's drunk and telling Tom how proud she is. We see, we saw a really cute scene of Tom and Ariana in the back. And there was a flashback to 2010 when they were working together at, maybe it was Villa Blanca. And it was just cute in the back. They It it was just nice. They were proud of each other. And they Tom said something about it. this was his favorite year since the year they started dating. And I thought that was like a really cute, natural scene to me. I liked it. So that's the episode. Next week, we see them take the Peter Jennings to solving, and we see—I'll <laughs> never get over calling it a Peter Jennings. <laughs> then we see Jackson and Brittany at therapy. Crazy Kristen's back. James' mom's back. I'm very excited about next week. James' mom, remember, she was born a star a few weeks back, and here she comes right back in a frame, and she found her light, and she's ready to stir up some drama, and I'm excited. She's getting in a fight with her son. Something's happening. I cannot wait for it, you guys. I cannot fucking wait. Shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S H O P I F Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All you got to do is fill out this quick brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash everything iconic. So that's our episode, you guys. I want to say. That We did a Drop Dead Gorgeous pop dive this week, so if you haven't listened to that, I want to encourage you to listen to it. It's great. We have one of the stars of the movie and the writer of the movie, and that movie's just fantastic. It's not available digitally, but you can order a DVD online. And we just talked about the movie, so it's, it's really fun. They give a lot of behind-the-scenes dirt. I think it's a good episode, so I want to say please listen to that. We'll be back Thursday with our Lohan Beach Club recap in New Jersey. What else? Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this show and you want access to all the bonus episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click the become a patron button, you can pledge $4 or more per month. And if you pledge $4 or more per month, you get access to all the bonus episodes. And more importantly, you just help support this podcast. So I'm promising at least one bonus episode a month. So that's the minimum. And then hopefully I'll do more and I'm, I'm trying to do more. It's just the schedule's been tight. We're doing three episodes a week now, which is exhausting. I'm doing my best. So thank you all for listening. Uh, I want to thank Samson Technologies for sponsoring the show. Let's do our little cool down. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Now think of something that your friends did that you're proud of. Breathe out. So this week on Vanderpump Rules, we saw how proud everyone was that Tom and Tom opened this bar, Tom Tom. And it was really nice to see the gang kind of come together. And we saw people like Lala and Stassi and everyone just so proud of the gang. And even Kristen, she bought them flowers, even though she couldn't make it to the Daily Mail party. But the point is, she was proud. And I'd like you to think of something that maybe your best friend or one of your close friends did that you're proud of. And I want you to reach out this week and just tell them like, hey, I'm proud of you for doing this thing. It's always nice to hear from a friend, and I think that's a great way to reach out, and you know, it'd be nice. So with that, I bid you adieu. Please rate and review this on iTunes only if you like it. I love you so much for listening.